Hello, this is The Front End Tech. It's episode number 11, uh, October 15th, 2019. I'm Jonathan Suarez. I'm here with Jesse York. Hello. And Stephen Morris. Was that Santa Claus? Hello. Ho, ho, ho. It's a little, little early, buddy. Let's talk about Google. Let's talk about Google. It's <laughs> me. i delivering gifts to everybody. Oh, man. That was, uh, I mean, very little gifts. Like, very, very little. <laughs> but not like Elf Little. N- they're borderline Elf Little, except elves are more positive yeah. than uh, what we got from this event. Are you not? Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, we will. Okay, so I suppose uh, I'll lead this one. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick update on a couple of uh, things. Uh, so I like to keep a tab on like our metrics and see like which countries we're in in the next following week. And I don't think we've ever done this. So I just wanted to like tell you guys on air like where we're at. So obviously the United States has like the biggest portion, but the next biggest portion is Poland. So that's cool. Hey, CD Project Red's in Poland. So I'm okay with that. We got Poland, Russia, the UK, Vietnam, Guatemala, Taiwan. Taiwan. And we just lost all of our subscribers there. So sorry about that, guys. Rest in peace. I was like reading one of the one the other ones, and then I just combined them. So, uh, well, that's the end of the episode for me. <laughs> sorry. I'll, See you guys. Uh, Taiwan and Brazil. Ooh. So that's cool. That is pretty cool. I like seeing that. Uh, seeing like different countries jump in. It's it's kind of neat. Yeah. Poland though. Interesting. Pierogies. Sorry, I, I was just thinking of the first Polish thing that I thought about, and it's pierogies. What is that? Is that like it's a like food? That, it's like that food. It's like a, a kind of like a dumpling type food. I completely thought you said peronis. <laughs> no. Here, I'll read the... The definition? Read the actual definition. Sweet. Pierogi are filled dumplings of Central and Eastern European origin made by wrapping unleavened dough around a savory or sweet filling and cooking in boiling water or pan frying sounds like donuts to me yeah but uh, i like i don't like this i've never had the sweet ones i just had like you know they're like dumplings they're like european dumplings european donuts got it all right moving on and then uh we were talking about watches a little bit ago and this watch caught my eye just because it, it was so bananas oh uh, let me see what is this watch this is a Jacob and Co. Is it a Patek Philippe? No, no, no. Just, just click the link I put in the show notes. This is okay. like... Oh, I've seen this thing. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, there's like a little rotation thing to show where you are in the solar system. And uh, I think it's got a, a tourbillon, uh escapement or whatever. You guys know what that is? No. Uh, they they up the price by like hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on some of these watches if they put this escapement in there. That's supposed to protect the gears from being affected by gravity. Oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sorry, I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, you you son of a gun. Yeah, so, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they make these watches, and it's like it's like a super complicated like process to make this mechanic on the watch that is actually like really just a, uh, a trophy thing. Like, the science all works and stuff, but it's just not practical. Yeah. With how much they, they charge the upcharges for having an escapement like that when was the last time you heard that word escapement yeah because you're trying to escape from the effects of gravity yeah (laughs) like i i I love mechanical watches and i love uh like automatic movements and stuff i'm not like a 
fanboy about it, but I have a respect for like quality handmade products that are built to last. Yeah, this is like this thing is insane though. Like I'm looking at it right now. I love this watch only because like it's really pretty, but like I would never use it. Like cuz the how you tell the time is that little itty bitty circle Yeah, the right little there. tiny, the little tiny watch face. Yeah, then you have to like squint to see the time, but you can see like the earth and the sun perfectly fine. Yeah, like that's, that's not why cool. I get a watch. I get a watch as Apple would say to tell the time. I think if you get this watch, other people are going to be telling you the time. Like you don't yeah. you don't get this watch to tell the time. You know what I mean? Or time doesn't actually matter to you. Right, yeah. Like if you if you buy a watch like this, you've conquered time. That's your the, that's the achievement mm-hmm. you just had handed to you along with this watch. I couldn't I couldn't even imagine. Like this just looks like a a a really big watch for like everybody's wrist. I don't think that's an issue either. <laughs> I think you would know going into that. <laughs> This is what, a million bucks? I feel like you could find better looking watches though, in my opinion. Like this might be like stupid expensive, but like there's no way. I oh, know, there's way more expensive. Like this is, yeah, a million dollars, nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Yeah, and that's just the watch components. You haven't even talked about the band or anything like that yet. Yeah, you want, if you want, if you want a quality bang for your buck product, you get a foot, Patek Philippe, you get a Richard Mill. And uh, like those, those I think I think Nadal, Rafael Nadal wears a million dollar watch as his endorsement. Like he wears that when he plays. The watch that he wears, the watch that he wears when he plays tennis that actually broke in Wimbledon during Wimbledon this year was Jesus. a million dollar watch. So you know that's crazy. If you guys uh, like go to that website and then go to timepieces and then grand complication masterpieces and just like look at these, like I could. Man, I could spend an inordinate amount of time talking about these watches. Yeah, these are really cool, though. You know, like these, like, and that's the thing. Like, people are like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, millionaires, billionaires, whatever. But a lot of craftsmanship and, like, design and artistry and artistry and just human creativity, go, like, goes into these things. This is something that we're missing from Apple. Dude, they're, you, you want them to make a million-dollar watch? No, no, no. With a... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I see what. No, I get you. I get what you're saying, though. But like, you buy a watch for the, like the watch face, basically, right? I mean, you buy it for what it looks like when you look at it. But like, all Apple watches look the same. So like, what are you gonna do? You can change the band. You can change the material it's made of, and then you can change like what watch face you have. But there's only like six faces that you can choose from. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So that's where you're going with the faces. Like, yeah, they should. They should go hard on like these are all yeah these yeah these are all mechanical watch faces but look at them like these are yeah look at that twin turbo one oh right all that black (laughs) yeah like if any if it if this looked i don't know if they if it didn't look this busy then it would look too busy but since you know they have all these little complications on here it's actually really really neat yeah, you just lean into it. Yeah, that's a definition of leaning in for sure. And they have the little fuel gauge there too. So this is a car lover's uh, watch probably. I mean, there's one with a big-ass spider in it. Like that, because like, that's what I want on my wrist. I want to look down and see a big-ass spider. <laughs> yeah. That's probably fine. Oh, man, that is... Dude, that's badass though. <laughs> see? Like, How much is this? How much is this one? Let me see if I could... Uh... I don't know if you, it'll tell you. Oh, it's one of those, if you got to ask, you can't afford. Oh, probably. Things. Yeah, you got to contact <laughs> people. It gives you a contact yeah. form in order to like get in touch with no, somebody. No, I see what you mean, though. But, 
yeah, that's that's the way they got to go, right? Yeah. I thought you were you were talking about just the materials, like making things luxurious Mm-mm. like this, but that's not. It's electronic, so you know things are gonna get obsolete. But yeah, they could really if they put some some elbow grease in, into their uh, into their UI design on the watch, like you know. That could separate them from the rest, and that's kind of like an open market right now. Nobody really has like a game-breaking watch face design on their smartwatch. You know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, and that's why I've said for like the longest time is like Apple's gonna have to do third-party watch faces. Yeah, and I was gonna say, what do you think about this? Do you think they should open up the Apple Watch to work? Not just on iPhones. I have a client that has an Apple Watch, but he has a an Android phone. How does that even work? He said he just connects to it via Bluetooth. I mean, obviously, the, he's not using it to anywhere near its full potential. Ah, uh, but it still works. Yeah. I mean, it's an unnecessary thing, but he wanted to have the statement of having an Apple Watch in his community. That's a good that. thing. And, you know, he likes the functionality of his Android phone, which only certain people blame him for. <laughs> so. That's in- That's interesting. We should you should interview him. See what see what kind of things he goes through. I'd rather not. Our relationship is more of me yelling at him <laughs> I, and him doing what I say. I was just kidding. But yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it seems. I mean, we just got Watch OS six, and there were like three new watch faces. Yeah, nothing was changed. Yeah, and you know, like, yeah, we have the always on display, which is something that yes, we've we should have had for a long time but you know now it's going to get to the point where apple doesn't have a lot of improvements to make to their apple watch like you can make it faster and you can make the battery better but you know what else are you going to do what what is something that you can bring new people in to get a new apple watch it's like oh this year we have third-party watches or like third-party watch faces because i think you know apple apple's watch quote department Whoever's working on that, like, I don't think they know what they're doing. Because, like, the majority of those watch faces are ugly as hell. Or they don't allow, like, full customizability. I don't know if that's a word. Is that a word? Customizability? I mean, if we say it with the confidence that you just did, it might become one. Customizability, yeah. Sweet. All right, let's go with it. Customizability. Sounds right. All right, so I've I've been sweating. Uh, to hear what you've done that's controversial. I, I really want to know what this is. What are you talking about? We're moving on to new business now. And the first thing on the docket is Steve has done something controversial. So I want to know what it is. Oh, do we have guesses? Anyone have a guess? I already made my guess. And I was wrong. What was your guess, John? My guess was that his ex uh, triggered him into getting an iPhone 11 Pro. <laughs> But he said that's not what happened. I think he got something that wasn't an Apple <gasps> product. Maybe. Okay, here. Let me use my second guess. <laughs> let me use my second guess no one gave me. <laughs> Maybe Steven got a Garmin watch. Ooh. That's my guess. Starting the show off with a watch talk just so he can lead himself into the Garmin yeah, watch. Yeah, little, a little self, self-controlled self segue in there. <laughs> a little subtle, <laughs> subtle segue. What's your guess? I, know, I guessed everything you did, but probably better. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what's what was what's the thing? What did you do? Okay, so I did this over the weekend. And I got a vasectomy. I'm sorry. Okay, so I did something else that's controversial. 
Dude, those are great. We can talk about those. <laughs> um, so I uh, got it done over the weekend, and I've been working on it ever since. And I didn't know if I wanted to tell you guys. It's definitely a vasectomy now. He's been working like on when it. I- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been working on my vasectomy. Just doing it like self, at home, self vasectomy. Yeah, yep. Uh, and I did. I thought. Uh, I thought I was just gonna like tell you guys through text, but I thought getting live reactions would be oh, no. way more fun. These are the worst. This is okay, the but... best. It's fun for me because I want to hear it. Go ahead, tell us. Okay, so hold, on, hold on, react. hold on, John, John. Before I tell you, you can't like hang up or scream at me. Oh man, now, you have I, to promise. now I'm scared. Now I'm scared. Promise. It's going to be like, I'm outside your house right now. <laughs> oh, God. What? Um, I don't... <sighs> promise. Okay, I promise. I made a Titan. Oh, my God. And right now, it's sitting at 9-12. He's playing a Titan on Destiny. That is extraordinarily controversial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. John. Sorry, I had to uh, put myself on mute there for a few seconds. <laughs> so I wouldn't peak so I wouldn't peak the audio levels. Uh hmm. What have you done? What have you done? I just this has to, is April full is it April first right now? No, it can't be April first and we have Santa Claus on the same episode. Like Oh my god. Why did you do this? Okay. So, Explain yourself, class trader. <laughs> not maining a titan. It's just there. Mm. It's just there. It's just a one-time thing. It's not a big deal. But what is the reasoning? So, I'm snitching. I'm snitching on you right now sn- to uh, our, all our destiny friends. That's okay. I, I I didn't want, and this is why. Like I didn't want to. I don't want to tell you guys beforehand because this is exactly what I wanted. Oh my god, I just got the Discord. <laughs> Doc, you've already been outed. <laughs> yep, I snitched. I snitched. I had to. It's okay, I, I understand. I'd do the same thing if it were you. So Shane uh, made a deal with me, and he said, I will make a hunter again, and I will work on it if you make a tight. How does this, how does this help either one of you? Uh, because we'll both be in pain together. And that's why you should you should run for an office position. Uh, all right, so Bonnie says Bonnie says he doesn't believe it. Skefo says uh, picks or it's fake. I'm just gonna let you know in real time as they come in when people start responding because this is like this isn't controversial. This is more like it hurts. Like why? Yeah, why? Like why though? You know? <laughs> like why would you do this? That's like me being like, oh, I beat Anthem over the weekend. I wrote you every day. time. <laughs> so. God, damn. This is horrible. This is horrible. You ruined my night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Because, you know, I was thinking about this a couple days ago. I'm like, man, I only have a hunter. I was like, you know what? Doc only has a hunter, too. That's cool. We're both, you know, we're pure. I just switched to hunter recently. My hunter's my main now. This game has ruined the chance to run the Warlock, so there's only two viable yeah, classes. Yeah, no, I anyway. mean, I understand. I understand for you because you and Bonnie, because both of you 
And Skefo too, even. Yeah, y'all's y'all's classes got wrecked. Yeah. You can't do anything with that anymore. It's like, you know what, guys? Uh, we think with this new update, we'll have the Warlocks glide slower than normal. We feel like it'll really balance the classes out. There will actually be less glide, so you fall to your death sooner. Yeah, we also increase the hitbox size because, you know, the skirts you wear. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So the other reasoning, other than like the 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 bet I made with Shane. Do what? Um, what? Continue. Did you like... Um, so the, other than that, like, uh, everybody's been saying... So uh, John and I both play like when we're on our hunters like we play very i don't know what would you say titan-esque aggressive yeah and uh everybody's been saying like for the longest time like oh doc you should be a titan like you should do it you'd really like it so i'm like all right well let's see what happens so i'm gonna put this to the test and then if i don't like it which i haven't done really anything like i made it through like and it's new light right now so i didn't know what all that was about and that's like a whole other topic of conversation because new light is terrible you don't like it wait it's terrible for for any veteran or for a new player i think it's for both because my my buddy who just came back after only playing in like half of year one at destiny 2 said said it was all right it was good so i think the problem with it is is like the game loads you into the the cosmodrome and you do the first mission and then after that it's just like hey do whatever you want. Now, you're talking about the first mission that we went through in Destiny 2's storyline, or are you talking about Destiny 1? No, no, no. Um, it's definitely not the same mission. So, like, you you get woken up, and it starts off as the same mission. Like, you you run and you do your thing, but as, after, you, after you do some stuff, like, then you come out of one of the areas, and, it's, and it, you have to fight a walker and kill a ton of stuff. So I think they added more into the first mission uh, than we had because it's like um, it's like an open environment. So you have tons of other brand new players in the same environment all trying to beat this one walker. So it's cool in that sense. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's like a public event. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't say it's a public event. Like there's tons of fallen around and you got to like, you know, kill all them and stuff. So um, so that's cool. And everybody has the exact same weapons. I mean, they brought Kvostov back. But it's a it's um it's a white weapon, so like it's it's like the basic version, um, so it's not an exotic anymore. It's just like a basic gun. But it is neat that they they kind of had that nod. But after you do that first mission and you go to the tower, like there is so much stuff. Like you you haven't done any stories, no stories. You haven't done the like the moon is the only thing on your directory that it says to go do. Uh, if you want to play like Forsaken or Osiris or any of those others, you have to go to Amanda Holiday and pick those up as like a bounty. And oh, then weird. it will lead you through the campaign of that. So uh, A, uh, for those that don't know, Amanda Holiday is one of the characters in Destiny, but she is the most useless character in Destiny and nobody talks to her ever. But this isn't a, isn't this a good use of your own resources oh of of her it's the only reason why somebody would go to that area of the tower yeah i think uh i think they could have done it differently okay 
only because like it gives you one mission and then it doesn't tell you it doesn't a it doesn't give you an option for like hey um you know are you a veteran playing on a new character if so uh you can just skip all this oh yeah yeah uh, you can't do that you can't skip any of it uh it's just like hey sorry shrug but um so yeah. it walks you through all the tutorials it shows you how buttons work it shows you how to dismiss quests it shows you like all of it there's no option to skip any of it and like as a vet like that's really annoying to have to like yes i know how to activate my directory i know how to go to my weapons i, I know all that th- thank you yeah but they kind of did that with us too with some of the new the new stuff oh with like the artifact and the seasons or are you talking like d2 when it first came out i can agree though i mean as somebody who comes back to destiny in stints I, I play pretty consistently, but I don't grind like the hardcore players would grind in that game. I I enjoy the space of Destiny, literally, and it makes me feel it makes me feel better if I can just jump in there and go about my business uh, throughout the solar system. So the way they guide you, I mean, just the amount of stuff to do is overwhelming. So Doc is a Titan. What kind of a Titan are you, Doc? You will welcome. Oh, it, it, no, it, it's, oh, like, no, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm just the same as my hunter, so XO. Oh, you an XO Titan? Yeah. I feel like it's the only real race. Oh, you're one of those soulless synthetic beings that have no souls? Yeah, so you were built to be a brute, is what you're saying. I mean, that's what my hunter is, so. So basically yeah. you were built by Google, like not the first to the table, but you're trying to compare it to the rest of the classes? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, but what uh what type like what do you like what It starts you out like you don't really have a choice. It starts you out on top tree striker, so you can't choose. God, this is just making me feel physically ill right now, you talking about this. What is nice though, is if you if you unlocked um the like the season pass up to a certain point, uh all the like the Vex gear that you've unlocked through there, you can get on your other character too. So like, even though I've claimed all those packages for my hunter already, and it's hunter gear, um, when I switched, um, you can go back through that and you can pick up the seasonal, the seasonal upgrades or the seasonal items. Yeah. So like all the, all the Vex gear that comes in the season pass, you can switch to a different character and claim all of those again but it'll be for that class. That's true. That's what I used my um, little pro tip for everybody. You can upgrade that prior to accepting powerful rewards, and those powerful rewards will be even more powerful. That's how I got my hunter up to a 930 or something, and a fraction of the time I got my warlock up that high. Yeah, so that's that's cool. At least, like that's applicable to like all your characters um but as far as like the story and what to do i feel like bungie still has some work to do with that it's just very confusing and you don't really know where to start uh when it comes to like the story if you want to get into that or um you know what what is the best route to take when it comes to you know getting back into the game you know what what all have i missed where do i pick up without, you know, like opening a phone and asking a friend or something. So I think that's something they need to work on. But 
Um, other than that, yeah, the first mission was dope. Um, then you just go to the tower and it gives you tons of bounties to do. Um, introducing you to like Gambit and Crucible and stuff like that. And it's all powerful gear, obviously, but even still, like as a vet, like I know where all the things are. I know everything to do. So if there was like a fast pass version, that would be nice. So do you, do you think that, do you prefer this method over like starting a Titan before and having to play through the campaigns again? Oh God, yes. Like I made a Warlock, like I made a Warlock and it was at 441 for the longest time. Like now it's at 760. Yeah. Because like it just auto, like automatically upgrades. And now um, when you get to your character selection screen, your other characters have a little icon next to them to the right. Um, and you can hover over that and you can buy, um, you can buy, I don't know. Remember in D1 where we, when you finished the campaign, you got like, um, I don't know. It was like an upgrade artifact or something. And like your next character, you could get all the way up to the, like the max level. Yeah. Gift of light or something. Yeah. It was something like that. Well, now you can do that again with your other characters, except instead of leveling it up, you get its light level up straight to 900. Uh, you have to pay 2,000 silver um, per character, and it will level it all the way up to 900. Cool. I have mixed feelings about that. Uh, I was talking to Amir about it earlier, and he was like, yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal because, you know, you leveled straight up to 900, and you just used a ton of tokens, but for, like, somebody new, like, that could be an option, especially with Iron Banner now, um, and it's being light level dependent, so... I guess I can understand both sides. Yeah. I don't know. It just... Do you feel like that there's a handicap because you're using a Titan? What do you mean? Do you feel like a Titan's an, a more forgiving character for a new player? I think Hunter's probably the best if you're a new character. I mean, granted, you know, I'm biased, but... Well, I mean, I just meant more forgiving. Like, I mean, if you can go invisible and get your shield and your health back and then, like, go back into the fight, that's way better. So you're still staying, sticking on the lane that Titan is a run and gun, get in your face kind of subclass. Uh, yeah, but I do that with my hunter anyway. So and a hunter's more of a nimble, you know, accurate subclass, and a warlock is a floating target. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a floating a floating paperweight. <laughs> yeah, that not only is not as sh- tanky as the Titan. But it's not as nimble as the hunter either. So you've got that going for oh. you. Oh, and what's better is uh, Dawnblade, you can get an exotic uh, chess piece that will help you float in the air and stay in visibility of all the other enemies for longer, just in case they miss a couple shots. Yeah, but in case anybody doesn't see you, it will actually sprout out giant golden wings so you're easier to see <laughs> for everybody. So you've got that. <laughs> <laughs> so the devs over at over at destiny headquarters there loves they love the warlock class um but overall yeah. i don't think i don't think new light's that bad I, I do think that there there needs to be an option for uh like veteran players that are doing a new character but uh it's definitely way better than it was because like as i said like i had a warlock that was at 441 and i refused to do anything on it because I, I just didn't want to do the story. I've already done it. And the story is so long and like all the cutscenes and the missions that you have to do. And it's just, there's a lot. And like, there's no option to skip all that. I don't want, I don't want to do all this campaign all over again. 
I've already done it. Yeah. So I think that's why I had, uh, I had never went back to my warlock. I mean, other than the fact like the first time that I switched back to it and I was doing the forsaken campaign, I tried to jump and I fell to my death. So. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Welcome to the club. Did your character have a voice? I've wondered this because destiny two players, the, um, guys who've been with it since day one knows our guardian did not have a voice at all until the forsaken campaign yeah we we say words in the uh new moon campaign yeah that's after the forsaken campaign but did your guardian have a voice in some of that the beginning mission i don't think so oh yeah 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 you do you do because you talk back to your you talk back to your ghost when he's active like um turning like getting that uh ship ready Hmm. so you can take off like the the rusted old ship in that um like warehouse so you talk to the ghost there that's it and then uh and then you just fly to the tower might be worth starting a new character do you do you get anything (laughs) that we couldn't get as veteran players kvalstov uh you get the kvalstov you get new green weapons you get new a new ship like all these things like if you're a completionist you can only get if you make a new character now because when I went back to my hunter, I went to my collections page and I had new weapons that I had just gotten, but I played D2 when it started. So I have all those weapons, but apparently I didn't because they made brand new ones for new light. So that's cool. But as far as like new exotics or, or gear like that, no, there's there's nothing like that. Okay. I think that's about it. So it, it's definitely an option. It's way better than it was. That's definitely some epic news. I think that falls squarely in that category. Yeah, controversial. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought you guys would. Um, I, I can't say. I think I feel like "like" is a very strong word. Not as strong as that Titan you just made, but yeah. Well, I don't have bottom tree, and I don't have one-eyed mask. So. <laughs> Wait, when did you make? When did you do this? I think I did it Saturday. Wow, it's been that long. So you've been cheating on us for that long. I knew you smelled different. And that's why, like, my character for the past few days has been showing offline. So when I work on it, nobody can tell what I'm doing because the game won't show you. Wow. I didn't want you guys to know until now. It showed a fire team member was hidden on the moon, and I knew it was you. Well, I haven't been to the moon with my Titan yet, so, you know. I knew it wasn't you. Oh man, but hey, there you guys go. Now you know. Did you play? Did you change your Titan last night after you got off, or after you left our party? No, I I was livid. I just logged off and. Okay. No, I was um that last match. Last match was rough. I was furious because I basically lost us the last two matches. I mean, you didn't. It was the game that the stupid tie mechanic. Yeah. That they had lost it for us. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you were mad about that. The next round, like, I had my super, and I was chasing after this titan. Go figure. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, he, he, like, crouched behind this barrier and, like, wouldn't move, and I couldn't shoot him. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to leave him alone. And as soon as I turned around and started chasing another guy, he came up behind me and shotgunned me. Ugh, man. I was so mad. And uh, I was like, well, I really don't want to do menagerie now, because if I do and, like, someone gets smart with me, I'll probably lose it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to get off. It's probably best. And uh, It took us, like, literally not even 20 minutes to finish it. So if you have to run it again, people would be willing. It was so easy. I'd be more than happy to help you guys out. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could all use the, uh, especially for, like, raids and stuff. Definitely need to get that yeah. catalyst. Uh, 
Bonnie needs to get is an Augie's bird, and he doesn't even have it. I don't have it either. All right, so we're going to yell you too. Because it's actually, like, impossible to get it now, apparently. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it's it's almost impossible to get due to the due to how, like, the things are and how yeah. uh, how Bungie is kind of time-gated certain things. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think uh, that covers the Destiny topic. All right, but speaking on uh, video games. Go ahead, man. Uh, some controversial stuff. Or speaking of video games and controversial stuff. Uh, Blizzard, uh, Blizzard, the untouchable legendary game publisher, uh, creators of World of Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft, the Hearthstone, uh, plenty of, uh, beloved series in video game history, uh, took a stance to, uh, this week during, um, a very sensitive time in China. Dude, Blizzard and Apple, both of them. Oh, like, yeah. I can't, yeah, what did a- I can't, what did Apple do? So uh, there was an app that uh, protesters in China were using uh, that tracked police movement and like where they were and like how to avoid them and stuff like that. Kind of like we have ways in America that teaches yeah. you like show teaches you shows you where to go. And then like because it's a public uh, app, like people can ping where they find cops. So, you know, like yeah, it's when got it's crowdsource like, crowdsource data. Yeah. And this is very yeah. similar except it's used in China to ping where, you know, the cops are. So you can avoid that, like, on your way to school or work or whatever. Um, so Apple initially removed it uh, last week. Uh, early last week, they removed it, saying that um, it violated the App Store rules and it was being used to um, hurt people and, and stuff like that. Wow. So it was removed. Uh, people lost their minds and got really mad and obviously took to whatever social media they have and uh, basically bitched at Apple for a while. Then the next day or the day after that, they reinstated it into the App Store. So everything was cool. They were like, hey, look, we messed up, whatever. Here you go. Have your app back. Everything was fine for about 12 hours. And then they removed it again. And we've heard nothing, huh. nothing since. They haven't commented about it since? No, I don't think so. Ooh, rough. So, and I mean, we all know that, like, I mean, Apple's not exactly one to deny where they get a lot of money, China. It's not a, it's not a big surprise. So, um, but I mean, that's one thing that, like, it's one thing that Blizzard didn't do. Like, Blizzard took a long time to respond to what had happened. Uh, they didn't say anything for, like, a week. And then they came out with, like, this cookie-cutter uh, you know, thing to the public basically saying, you know, why they did what they did uh, and then what they did for uh, Bliss Chung's ban, which is still a ban for six months down from a year. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I guess we should do a recap. Oh, true. Explaining what happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cliff's Notes version. Yeah. When, when do you guys want to take that or you, you just want me to talk? I don't, I don't really care. Go ahead. Uh, so Hearthstone is a game... Uh, that uh, has big tournament events, uh, just like many gaming events. And there's a very good player who's been doing it for years and getting paid for it and like his winnings and stuff like that. Well, recently there was a Hearthstone tournament and uh, the, the player's name is uh, Blitzchung. And he's he won the tournament, uh, won the, I think it was $100,000 uh, in winnings. And you got to think like this is his livelihood. Like this is what he does. Well, in the... Conf- like the interview after he won you know most 
most tournaments, most uh, sporting events, stuff like that. You know, they interview the winners and, and ask them stuff. Um, well, in the interview, he was wearing a mask, um, you know, that said, uh, you know, revolution now for Hong Kong. And uh, the the people interviewing him, like, didn't know what to do. They were like, oh, well, that's nice. And then, like, but didn't, didn't know where to go from that. And then so Blizzard ended up banning him for a year for competing in any any events. Um, they took all his prize money and then uh, prohibited him from com- like doing anything game-wise. Yep, they basically severed all ties with him, so they didn't even award him his prize money yet, you know, because yeah. that interview happened right after the victory happened. They also didn't pay the interviewers for the entire... They got, they got banned, too. Yes. The interviewers. And the interviewers, they're, I mean, everybody is young. It's a video game thing, right? But, I mean, the interviewers, they didn't get anything. They got banned. The uh, winner of the event also didn't get anything, and he got banned. So, like, Stephen, like you were saying, Blizzard had plenty of time to think about it. And then what was their statement after they had plenty of time to think about it? I mean, I don't have it in here. Uh, I, I could look it up, but it was basically along the lines of like, they're going to reduce his ban from a year to six months. Um, he still doesn't, or no, I think he does get his winnings. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, he, he still gets it. his winnings. So he'll get that back, but he still can't play for six months. And granted, like 100K, I mean, that's still, that's still pretty nice, but it doesn't, and, and the, the, um, the interviewers are also still banned uh, for the same amount of time. Um, but also, um, Blizzard wanted to, uh, quote, make sure that uh, everybody thinks that China, whom owns like 40% of Blizzard, um, like they didn't have any say in this decision at all. And then it was, it was solely based on the fact that they don't want any uh, like controversial topics discussed on their platform. And, um, but before this, they've had incidents of uh, like one player got banned for like seven games um, for like throwing out racial slurs and stuff like that. Um, but the moment that, um, you know, yeah. Blitzchunk comes out and starts advocating for, oh, I don't know, human decency in another country. It was just yeah. like, uh, no, no, ban. That's where, we throw, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> and if... That's crazy. Like, they could have handled this so much better. And obviously, like, I don't work for the company, nor have I ever. I've never worked anywhere that high. But it, it would seem like common sense for them to have done this, handled this better in any way so they could have said something along the lines of hey look we're going to fine you don't do it again and like that would let the community know hey look this is the line they've drawn they're reminding everybody of the rules don't do it and uh yeah it would probably be a big deal for a short amount of time but it would probably blow over it wouldn't be that big a deal yeah but they they went from zero to a hundred yeah, they went hard at this guy. Like they, jeez, it's like it's almost like he cheated at at the game. 
And that was the. It's like, it's like he cheated to win. Yeah, the craziest thing about That's how they treated Lizard's him. reaction was that they claimed the entire time, even now, that it had nothing to do with the context of what he said, other than it breaking their terms and agreement for the competition itself, which is if Blizzard, I'm going to Cliff's notes this, so this is not a direct quote. If Blizzard feels like at any point you say something that we disagree with, we have the right to refuse anything we said we would give to you. You can look up their actual notes on that easily online. But even now, they say that they have a great relationship with China and it had nothing to do with their views uh, or it didn't influence their thought about the relationship between Hong Kong or not. Because Blizzard obviously has a lot of connections in China. Um, it's a huge market for these competitions. Yeah, speaking of, um, like, I was listening to uh, the Kind of Funny uh, podcasts yesterday, I think. And they said uh, a stat that kind of blew me away. So last year in the United States, the amount of gamers was anywhere between 40 and 50 million, something along the lines of like that. In, in China alone, it was like 500 million. Jesus. So oh, yeah. if you think of like the revenue that a company brings in by like making sure they can do business in China, which another thing that you can't do, if you're going to do business in China, um, that company has to own some portion of your company. So, like, even even Bungie, like, uh, I think John was uh, talking about it the other day on uh, Anti-Fanboy. Like, they took money from Tencent not long ago. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if it's Tencent. I'm, this is why I'm confused, because I know they, NetEase is a Chinese company that invested $100 million into Bungie. But I'm not sure... If that's related to Tencent or not, it doesn't have to be Tencent. It just has to be By the way, a, yeah, Chinese it's a Chinese company. It's a Chinese company, yeah. Yeah, it has to have some some say, some minor kind of a say in in like the the company at like the gaming company at hand if you're going to do business over there. So like a lot of companies uh, let certain Chinese companies have stock in in there. Like same with Apple. Uh, they, you know, if they want to work in China, which obviously they do. You know, a Chinese company has to have some some profit in that and uh, control over that. Um, so and then like, like that that makes sense uh, uh, to me. But to say that like they have no say, I mean, it's just a straight up lie. Like yeah, that's, even if it's that's a straight up lie. Yeah, yeah, even if like they didn't voice an opinion or say any concerns about this interview. To say they have no say in what your company does is, you know, straight up technically a lie. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to have no say, right? Anyways, sorry, sorry I interrupted, Jesse. Please continue. No, no, that you're absolutely right. That fits right into what they were saying and what I was saying. If something is brought to your doorstep like that, if you're going to run an event and somebody speaks out, then you need to initially say what you meant to say. Now what they're saying is, what they meant to say was, we want everyone to focus on the game that's being played. And the official 
statement that they would like to make after I'm sure they had a lot of image building um, people on their team come up with this uh, very ununique statement. But they say very every voice matters. Very voice matters too. Every voice matters. They've said that in just about every statement. If you hear them say another statement, I guarantee they're going to have those three words in that statement. Well, yeah, they they have those plastered all over their their company grounds. Oh yeah, and employee the employees are so distraught about this entire situation that they are covering them up with paper and tape. Absolutely, because it's just not that's not true at all. But if somebody brings something to your doorstep, if you want to stay out of it, say we would like to stay out of it. Yeah, you will get the same amount of press probably, but it won't be so one-sided in a negative way. We actually reported a couple, it feels like a month ago now. Um, it's crazy that we've been doing this for that long, We could, where we could say that. But we reported a little bit, it was in passing, about uh, the same thing happening, happening at Google, uh, that Google, their employees weren't able to speak as freely as what Google's claim to fame was. But the reason why we're not reporting about that now is because it was easily handled. It was understood yeah. and talked about. What Blizzard's done is handled it the wrong way and tried to backtrack, which will never work. Well, and they canceled their event. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a classic, you know. Cancel everything. Yeah. Cancel their event at Nintendo. Yeah. And, oh. like, and that's its, a whole other bag of worms. Like, you know, we have BlizzCon uh, November 1st. Oh, man. This is going to be... This is going to be insane it's it's just like you're just burying everything down and you're just you're just digging yourself a a big ass grave like do i think that this is going to be the thing that like crushes blizzard and they'll never be able to do anything yet no no there's no way blizzard is massive and I, i don't think that this is going to start some boycott revolution or something like that because like a lot of people were saying that you know when apple started like banning the app people were like oh boycott apple and it's like are you really gonna boycott apple you really gonna like throw your phone away and then like go get a new one no no you're not you are going to sit there and you're just gonna bitch about it on social media and think that you're doing some good the same thing's gonna happen with blizzard like yes we've heard reports of like people canceling their pre-orders or um switching to other games but the the fact of the matter is is like you know, if you want to hold a company accountable for what they've done, there are better avenues of approach for that uh, instead of like, you know, just just not playing a game because like the the amount of customers that you like and player base that just World of Warcraft alone has dwarfs any other game. Yeah, pun intended. I mean, I mean, hell, they just they just recently released like the first iteration of the game which is completely outdated and doesn't look as good as the game now. And it was the number one uh, viewed game on Twitch. It's got a huge following, right? Yeah, it's insane. That's the thing. And the first campaign I'm going to have for t-shirts for Front End Tech is going to be this next Mm -hmm. statement I make is something that I've been told and understood ever since I was involved in business. It's don't piss off the tech guy. Right? And that's the same thing. You can have consumers pissed and they will burn your Nike shoes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You still bought them, it's fine. You piss off your tech guys, 
then you're going to get DDoS. You're going to get yeah. so many issues. You never piss off the tech guys. You take you care got, you got, of those You got guys. Anonymous floating around, ready to hack. Oh, yeah. Your governments and your big businesses uh, database. It, that's the rule, right? <laughs> Getting ready to dox everybody. Yeah, no, yeah. It doesn't matter right. what stance you take, but what Blizzard's done is they've pissed off the tech guys now. You know what I mean? They've removed events from happening that tech guys would have been interested in. They've made events that we felt comfortable participating in or watching feel like that they are overwatched and ruled over. Pun, pun, in, pun ha, overwatched. Ha, ha, I did that on purpose. <laughs> um, no, that's the thing. No one would watch football if there was an overseeing mother that stopped the game every time they heard the players talking yeah. trash. Yeah. <laughs> that would exactly. be horrible. Well, and I would have never watched BlizzCon. I've never watched one in the past, ever. And now you're going to watch this Dude, one. I'm going to watch the shit out of that show. Yeah. Like, and it's it's gotten to the point where, like, people are starting to take characters in Blizzard games and turn them into... Turn them into symbols of people. And, yeah. And, pro- and, and protesting. That is probably <laughs> my favorite thing that I've seen. Is, like, they're taking Because it's using their characters. own creations against them. Exactly. Yeah. And... You know, by they're not appropriating, they're appropriating their own characters, but in a good way, I guess, in a punishing way. By not having this event, doing the Nintendo thing, like you're just stoking the flames. Yeah, you're just gonna make BlizzCon that much worse. Yeah, this probably this Nintendo event probably could have been a good like, you know, not I don't want to say icebreaker, but like a test the waters scenario. It would have put the attention on something else, right? Well, yeah. You could have let people like let off some fumes there, and then like yeah, people and would probably still down. protest at but BlizzCon. Now it's but... just it's just bottling up all that all that that rage and and that outrage. Wow, we're people full of puns, huh? Nuts now. I guess so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think overall, like I think Blizzard can do one of two things at this point, and what I'm about to say is probably pretty low, but. If you look at it from a business perspective, you know, maybe Jesse can can confirm. But I think one of the best things Blizzard can do is just lean into it. Like that probably sounds wrong, but either A, they really lean into, hey, no, we uh we we don't want any of this any of these topics ever discussed here, ever. Like, don't ever do it. Or like the ban that we did will will pale in comparison to what we do uh or they lean heavily in the other direction remove everything and then come out against tencent and and the chinese government for what they're doing which i feel yeah is probably the better thing to do obviously because there's you know yeah there's there's argument that you could make like you know from the other side of the line like okay well what if somebody came up you know, in one of the tournaments and was like throwing around like KKK and, and like hate speech and stuff like that over and over and over again. And then they could list back to this event and be like, oh, well, you let him go. What's the big deal? But I think this is vastly different to that in that these people are fighting against a, a tyrannical government that is doing horrible things to their people. Uh, like you can't like the social media 
thing that they have going on where they can restrict your access to trains or planes or work or uh, buying new things or getting a better apartment or or home or getting your kids into a better school. Like this is what people are fighting against because you get points for what you've done during the day and what you've posted on social media and the government can see all of this. They're also passing a bill where like they're having all these face ID cameras installed throughout the entire country that can recognize people. So the protesters are using laser beams to block the cameras so that they can't recognize these people. Like there is no other side of the line. Like either you are yeah. pro this or you are anti this. And yes, like talking in, you know, um, absolutes is you know the bad Sith way to look at it. But <laughs> I mean, really, this isn't a hate speech kind of a thing. This, you know, Americans, you know, every time you say freedom, some American somewhere jizzes. Like, it's just like, oh, God, freedom. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> but now you have an American company, Blizzard, who is like, uh, I mean, do we want freedom? Do we? Yeah. Is, free, is freedom that important? Is it actually that important? Yeah. And so I think that is the biggest problem right now is that Blizzard is, by not saying anything against what's going on and dancing around it the way they've done, you know, they're, they're basically advocating for this. Yeah. Neutral is an impossibility. Yeah. By, uh, and like to quote, um, you know, uh, an excellent song, you know, like, by not making a choice, it's still a choice. Uh, that's a rush, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, you know, by them not choosing a side and basically choosing, obviously, obviously the right side, you know, they're basically okay with it and you're just going to stand by and let it happen and not say anything. Right. Sure, your company could take a hit financially. On the other side, on the flip side, you will retain and earn so much credibility with your user base and your customers if you did that like riot did so oh yeah yeah sorry for my uh mini rant no that's not nah, everything good, though. yeah everything can be classified this is what i do in my business regardless of the problem that you have everything can be solved if you simplify it and if you can't solve the simplification you simplify it again so the most simple way that i can describe how they should have handled this is imagine you're in a room with a bunch of people and somebody cuts a fart. Do you shut the entire room down and pretend the room never happened <laughs> and tell everyone <laughs> they weren't there? Or did you say, that fart wasn't me. I didn't cut that fart. That was the other guy. He cut the fart. Blame <laughs> him. We do not associate ourselves with that fart. <laughs> you know? I personally don't cut farts. Instead of sh instead of shutting shutting the room down and then saying that fart had nothing to do with my decision yeah. to shut this room down. We hate farts. We've never way. liked farts. And this room was already shut down prior to the fart. The fart just so happened <laughs> to happen in the room during a fart-free event that we were hosting. Yeah. It's uh it sounds silly because it is silly and the reaction to it was silly. Um but speaking of a big old fart, how about a company that decided to copy another company so closely that it's embarrassing. Oh, are we talking about uh, Google's lovely event? Oh, is that their name? Google? I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they spelt it A-P-P-L-E. <laughs> oh, man. No. Okay, so did you guys watch the event? 
I didn't remember all the excitement that my office had for the Apple event. Oh. Even though most of them use Google phones. Yeah, no excitement for this one. Wow. John, I would have forced them to watch it. You had so many chances. When they revealed the square for the cameras, you could have punched a hole through somebody's chest. (laughs) Oh, man. Not only that, but have you seen like like when you open the like the camera app, it looks almost identical to like the camera app on the iPhone. Oh, really? Like I was looking Mm -hmm. at that and like how it's laid out and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That just looks like the iPhone, but it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, Google's Assistant, the way it's got that uh, faded or that smoky texture coming up, just like Apple's Assistant. (laughs) So Google had its event today, okay, Um, and they released the Pixel 4, uh, their new phone, which had basically leaked months in advance, and we knew almost everything there was uh, about the Pixel 4. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, like, what to say. I mean, it starts at $799, which is... Yeah, it looks like they went cheap. They went budget this time around i mean i would think right. that's that's expensive and you're talking about the the pixel phone right because that's the name of the event it was the pixel event well yeah i just say you can't the google event but yeah sure yeah pixel event. but yeah like 7.99 but like that's more expensive than the base model iphone 11 yeah and arguably the iphone 11 is better yeah and i mean yeah like we're all kind of biased here okay not kind of but yeah i mean I'm probably the most Android leaning of us all. Mm-hmm. But like even I was like I saw the price and I went, "Really?" Yeah. Like that's what you're going to go with. And like there's no removable storage. So like it starts at 64 and you can upgrade to 128. Like that's it. Yeah, we were we were just talking about this. We were kind of trashing the Pixel 3 for for the low, the low end uh storage options. Yeah, and they did it again. And what, what really bothers me is they opted for the, the telephoto lens on this one. Oh, my God. Uh, and that that camera sensor is 16 megapixels. So I was making, you know, my, my little trolley jokes to my Android buddies at work today. And they're like, yeah, but you could use the cloud to store your photos. And I'm like, that's not the point, dude. Well, what's like, worse is, like, so you can't store. I was like, why don't you, yeah, what would you say if it was an 8 gigabyte phone? Like, would you would you make that same claim that it's okay (laughs) like these are large files and you're gonna have to like that's one thing that i hate doing is managing my storage because i run out of space like that's one of the most uh annoying things ever that i would never you know that i never want to deal with which (laughs) is why i'd never opt for the lowest storage (laughs) but yeah no i agree like i i have I have a 64 and we were talking about this and you guys are clowning on me, but when it comes to the Google phone, you know, Google has Google drive. Uh, they have their own cloud thing. Like the worst part about this is Google tried to upsell that you can store like all your photos in the cloud. But here's the thing. You can only store HD in the, in the cloud. You can't store like lower resolution or original pictures and videos in the cloud. They are all HD. What does that mean? It takes up more space because it, it's, it's a bigger file. So it takes up more of that space. So then what do you have to do? Well, then you have to get more space, which means you have to pay for more space. And like that is fucking ridiculous to ask a, a consumer and especially 
especially an Android user. Yeah, especially an Android user that trashes iPhones because they don't have expandable storage yeah. on their phones that actually have a lot of hard drive space. And I think, to be to fair, we'll, we'll do our best to approach this from a neutral standpoint, but it's definitely going to sound difficult for all three of us to do so because me listening to the event, I tried so, so hard to go into this like I was somebody just interested in all the products. But it's impossible to not see the constant comparison to Apple's event. Yeah. Because they were literally answering things that Apple said. Not only the, I mean, economics of how Apple was making their stuff, but the design. I mean... Apple's whole claim to fame is how integrated all their products are. And look at the background of Google's page right now. It just shows all their products lined up that they talked about today. <laughs> um, but we're going to try. I mean, we're going to try to come at this in a very neutral place. Um, I can't wait to hear Steven talk about these headphones, though. <laughs> uh, the Pixel Buds? <laughs> oh, Yeah. I'm so excited oh, for this. Yeah. I've been holding my breath for this specifically. And John, I know what you have to say. Wait, why? Yeah. Uh, why me, man? Why because the I... computer. I don't. I don't know what you could. Uh, what? I don't, I don't. I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I feel, John's John's able to talk about the audio <laughs> easily. They made some very bold claims. John, did you listen to this part? I didn't. I didn't because I. I can just about quote it for you if you want, and we can gauge your live reaction. Yeah, I had, I had better things to do today. In this, but go ahead. They were claiming, they were boasting. I mean, I I hate to use claim. I try my best to listen to "we have" as a key phrase when people are doing, you know, speaking points about products. So the words "we have" means they have it, or "we plan to" or "we hope to" means they plan to or they hope to. So I try to differentiate those. They definitely said we have a product that will cut off the flow of air to your ear in order to make a better bass resonance in your ear with this product. You're talking about the bass and the sound of it. What? Okay, I'm already I'm I'm already done. I can't wait. I fucking hate these goddamn headphones. <laughs> oh my god. I can't I can't I, I tried to wait and I was sitting here listening and I'm just like shaking right now. They're horrible. These headphones Okay, so um, A, they're not even available right now. You can't get them until next year. You can't. You can't get them until next year. Not until 2020. It's like November 2020 or some shit. You can't get them at all. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Google, you know, partners with Samsung. The Samsung Galaxy Buds are available right now. You can get them right now. And they sound really good. What's even better is that those buds, like the Galaxy ones, they come with an app. So you can turn the EQ to whatever you're listening. And yes, Apple does have that, but they make it really fucking hard to find uh, in the settings. The Galaxy Buds have their own app, kind of like the Apple Watch has its own app where you can tune things to what you want. But the Buds have their own app. You also have reverse wireless charging with the Galaxy Buds and the S10 and the Note 10 Plus. So you have that as well. But also the Galaxy Buds look better they yeah. look better and they fit better 
uh, I don't care. Like I have AirPods because I like everything to work and be the same, the same operating system and function together. But if I had an Android phone or a Samsung device, I would get the Galaxy Buds. But these, they have this weird fucking hook. You wouldn't get AirPods? I know a couple of people that ha still ha use AirPods with their Android devices just because they work better than the Galaxy Buds. You have so many other options with an Android device. Speaking for Steven here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm, ju I'm just speaking like if I wanted, if I wanted like the same. If AirPods were out of the question. Well, also like if I have that phone, I'd kind of want to try. Yeah. You're, yeah. You want to be a purist about it. I gotcha. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like that too. Like it's gotta be uniform. And then like when updates are pushed, like, you know, it's going to work with the same thing. Like the AirPods get updates to work yeah. with the latest OS. Uh, the same would happen for the buds. Um, but they're also $80 cheaper than these new headphones by Google. The Buds are $80 cheaper. Like, why? Right. What, what is, wh how fucking good are these? Because I'm willing to bet they're not better than the Sony new headphones, like the new headphones by Sony. Like, those things are getting such great reviews. Yeah, everybody loves them. Oh, yeah. They're not doing anything that's not already available. <laughs> yeah, like, these these uh. headphones are a joke. These are Google's attempt at, oh, wearable accessories and what have we said going forward since like episode one apple has stopped being an iphone company years ago they started moving into wearables and services and it seems like google is like oh yeah we should probably get into wearables at some point in time right guys yeah after we fail at this video game thing we'll need something to back to back up okay calm down calm down now now no 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 don't no, we're you just, dare we're like the, it's like the dogs we're like barking at a dog on tv we're like, oh, oh, oh. it's like he's not real look at him he looks like you i i saw these headphones i listened to what they said and i i was floored like google and we've said this before and and we'll say this again when it comes to their camera tech google isn't a dumb company they're not stupid. A lot of the times when they go balls to the wall, all in on something, it is damn good. The Pixel has sold way better than anybody ever thought it would. Yes. Does it look exactly like an iPhone? Uh, yeah. Well, we didn't even get into the design of the new one, but a little. Um, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it looks exactly like an iPhone. It, it's definitely Mr. a knockoff. You, you could say I that. I mean, right? isn't everything that we just mentioned something like that? I mean, the the Galaxy Plus isn't. Or the Galaxy S10 isn't. The Note 10 isn't. The Huawei Mate isn't. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, OnePlus got, I've got something isn't. to say about it. But I'll wait. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll stop. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're right. I think the what we could say about Apple is whatever Apple does, they do it confidently. Apple hardly ever has to backtrack and say, oh, you're right. We did that wrong. But I think that's the difference is people see that confidence like the pixel why wouldn't they try to copy apple because they see the confidence there and they're like what if we just did the same form factor you know we added our own stuff in it but we kept the same form factor that's why huawei they're just like we have ideas let's follow these ideas and see if it leads us to a goofy phone or a good looking phone um apple says we're doing this and don't you dare tell us not to do it <laughs> Oh man. The, the, however, comma, I will say that like Apple's last event was like innovation something. They didn't innovate fucking anything. Yeah, like everything we got words. at that Apple event was like, uh, all right. But like Huawei definitely innovates. They definitely push 
the boundaries of what a phone can do. And the same goes for like Samsung. Like they have a dumb, like they have a workable folding phone, unlike the Windows quote unquote device that's not a phone, uh, allegedly. Right. But like Samsung like came out and they were like, yeah, we, uh, we fucked up. So, uh, give us all these and we're going to try again. And like, since then, I think a couple have broken, but like overall, like the review is like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is way better. Um, but yeah, like as far as like Apple innovating, it's all bullshit. Right. Yeah. I mean, Apple does not build around an idea. They add to their already concrete thought. Google, however, as a company, and I know you guys are old enough to remember this like I am, Google was, their claim to fame was bring all your ideas here. They were an idea mill. You know, you would go there, they didn't have chairs, you could sit in beanbags if you wanted to, and just spit ideas out, and they wouldn't deny you, they would just accept these things. So that's why it's so shocking for us, even though... I wouldn't call us Apple fanboys necessarily because we definitely look at other products with lustful eyes every once and again. Hey, I don't use AirPods. I'm the only one here. That yeah, use there AirPods. you go. Just saying. You can't use them because you can't. I don't want to hear it. You're not above any of us. It's his choice, Stephen. You don't take that away from him. It's fine. He John. would have a choice, but he doesn't have Apple ears. But with Google well, uh, leading their image as that type of company, isn't it weird to see what we saw today in the event? It doesn't seem like a freeform idea mill type of company. I mean, I well, that's because you're there. It was an event that was showcasing consumer products. Like they're doing other things that are actually helpful to society, like those those Wi-Fi uh, hot air balloon things to. You know, so third world countries uh, can have LTE or whatever. Like, they're doing stuff like that, yeah. which they don't market, really. That was included in, in their Nest marketing, their Nest um, company, I think. No, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, they're supposed to be, like, they do these things, but not everybody that's watching these events know everything that they're doing. Oh, and that's the thing about it is I enjoyed the way they talked about their Nest company more than anything else, with the exception of one minute thing. And it was so minor that I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I'm like, I love this. But they made a, textured isn't the word, ridged back for the <laughs> for the Pixelbook Go. Did they have uh, a word for that? Yeah, they said it had like, um, oh man, it was like a ridge It makes design. me think of Ruffles. <laughs> the but, potato like, chip. Yeah. I, mean, I was thinking, as as like, that makes so much sense because it's going to help airflow. It's going to help the thing cool down. It helps grip. I'm like, I hate smooth laptops. My phone's smooth. I'm cool with that. It goes in my pocket. Of course it's smooth. My laptop shouldn't be smooth. I want to be able to grip the thing. So I enjoyed that. That and the Nest. The Nest uh, synchronicity. How they're trying to do that. Um... But man, when it came to that phone, holy cow. I think if we're going to talk about like what they were saying that we liked, like what did we like about this event? Because I feel like it's, it's really easy as, you know, Apple users to just like jump straight into the negative stuff. 
Uh, so positive-wise, I like the way that Google talks about their new features. And I think I said this in in our group chat. I was saying, like, you know, when you go to an Apple event or you listen to one or you watch one or what have you, like, they they have things so dumbed down that they make sure that you understand. Like, hey, this now has, you can take pictures at night. Here you go. Go ahead. But the Google way of doing things is like, hey, if you're watching this, like, you're obviously into tech and you probably understand how cameras work. So we're going to talk to you as if you know. We're not going to talk down to you. We're just going to talk to you. Uh, And I feel like that is a philosophy that you should do everywhere. Like, I don't dumb things down for my daughter so that she understands. Like, I will if she asks questions, but I will talk to her like I basically talk to anyone else. Like, hey, how how does, you know, why is the sky blue? And I will go into, like, what is Rayleigh scattering and stuff like that. Like, until she understands, like, why is this blue? Uh, and the same thing happens with Google. Like, the way they were talking about how their camera tech works and how long exposure works, how long it actually takes, how many pictures it takes, why it does this, how it's combining everything. They were basically giving you photography 101. Whereas Google was like, hey, uh, you know, this deep fusion thing and our night site, it just, you know, you just go to the night app and uh, or the camera app and you, uh, you see the icon, you can take a picture. There you go. Have fun. But like they didn't get into anything. They got into nothing. Uh, And so it requires like people to play with it and go through it and stuff like that. And then they showed a lot of the pictures that they were taking at night. And once again, I am floored by what Google can do with math, basically. Um, And they said like they they showed a picture um, in the event and uh, I'll link it in the show notes or um, try and find the picture of um like a like the california desert and they showed like the milky way with the pixel 3 and then they did it with the pixel 4 with the long exposure and i think they said you know you have to do it for like four minutes or something which is very long um but then they showed what their what their software can do and damn did that not look incredible um you can actually see the milky way and all the stars and it wasn't like whited out or it didn't look like all black or, or something like that. It, it looked stunning. Uh, and yet we have not seen that from the iPhone because it can't do that. It's done a lot of great things, but I think the, the Pixel Force camera and the tech is just, or the software is, it's immaculate. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at Alphabet uh, Incorporated, which is Google's parent company, the services that they have, that they own, it is, I mean, comparatively, compared to their their products and acquisitions over the past, I was going to say few years, but from 1995 to now, the amount of services they have equals those two things put together. So, I mean, they've got a strong backbone in the services department. That's for sure. Yeah, and um, I mean, I know we're all like, I don't know, I wouldn't say like scared, but none of us really know 
uh, about uh, Stadia, which they finally gave a release date, November 19th. Um, so we'll finally know when Google Stadia comes out and when people will be able to stream on the go. So that's exciting. Uh, and then we got their controller you know, design, which again, we've seen before. Um, but that that's another thing to look forward to in November uh, other than BlizzCon. So we'll have uh, November 19th. We'll get to see if this takes off and becomes, you know, what they want, which is the future of gaming, uh, or if it crashes and burns like Google Hangouts. I want to know predictions because I don't think that we've made them. And About Stadia? Oh, yeah. Just simplified predictions. So I want a prediction just super simple on if it will stick, like be a contender, or if it'll flop. Just super simple. John, what do you think? Uh, like when you say flop, that means like instantly failing or within like a year window's time. I'm talking about like hitting, you know, it downloads the games just fine, uh, but something makes it to where Ugh. you can't play them and it's Oh, no, th- it'll stick. It'll stick around, I think. If anything, it'll be like if it is gonna fail, it'll it'll linger around. I think for at least a few years. If it's gonna fail, uh, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a huge success, but you know we'll see. Like the real uh, the real test is gonna be if Google continues with Stadia or upgrades Stadia when the next generation of consoles comes out, which is pretty fucking soon. Oh yeah, next year. It's such a weird so, time. Like, yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be the real test to see like if if it if it's a you know I don't it doesn't even have to be a home run if it's a base hit and the consoles come out and then they release a, a more powerful iteration of Stadia uh, after that then yeah you could say it was a success but I don't know because not only is uh, is it coming out in November but the actual game that they put on the face of its launch window for Google Stadia is delayed until March yeah. 2020 and that's yep. Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah. So and I don't know I don't know if this has anything to do with why it was delayed, but you know, this was the big seller. When they first announced Stadia, they were like, Bros, we got it. We got Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal, a very high octane, super uh graphics oriented like fast, crazy, lots of stuff going on on the screen. Like, this game, if this game works on Stadia, then anything can work on oh, Stadia. Yeah. And I was a believer in that. Like, that actually makes sense. Like, if a game like Doom, Doom Eternal works on Stadia, then, yeah, you could probably run anything. But, I mean, I think this kind of <laughs> kind of hurts it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially because I think, wasn't that part of the games that you get with the Founders Edition, too, originally? I can't like that was confirm. Be part of because my friend uh, pre-ordered Stadia and he's getting it on launch day and he gets Shadowkeep and a couple other things, but I'm not sure. Stephen, what do you think while he's looking that up? Flop or you think it's gonna be fantastic? I mean, I think you guys both know what I'm gonna say. What do you think? I mean, we we had an entire episode named after me, so. Uh... I mean, overall, like, I think this is going to be a success. I think that, I mean, just hearing, just hearing the interview with the lead developer of Stadia, 
like hearing hearing like his background coming from PlayStation uh, and like the things that he was doing there and moving the PlayStation 2 to the PlayStation 3 and then helping design PlayStation 4 before leaving to go to Google to work on Stadia. I think there's no doubt in my mind that, I mean, because he says like, we didn't want to develop Google Stadia if it couldn't run Doom, period. Like, I don't know if they were, t- I, there's no way they were testing with Google, like Doom Eternal. There's no way. They had to. They had to. No, no. Because right. Doom, Doom Eternal's not done. It's not out. So they had to run a previous version. So, but then what were they showing then when they, when they, you know, they were showing Doom. You don't think they had like an alpha? No, 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 no. no. I mean, like in the early stages of development of Stadia, it wasn't like they didn't, they weren't using the brand new Doom to do something years ago. But I think that, I think with the experience that they have under their belt and how much money they're putting into this, how much Stadia costs just for somebody to get it. And then I think that this is, is going to be something that will be like the foundation that is built upon over and over again. Like you have X cloud coming at some point in time. So this is something that like, not yeah, just Google is looking though. into. No, but that's X cloud is, is kind of different, right? Because Xbox has the hardware and it has uh, PC support right. as well, right? Right. Like from what I'm hearing is like you you can't run your Steam games on Stadia. Like this is its own thing, and it's it's going to be hard. I I'm going to say like that's why I gave the cop out answer of it's in you know it'll stick around, but I don't know if it's going to be a booming success. Oh no, I'm not saying like XCloud and Stadia are identical. I mean as far as like streaming games is concerned. Like it's not just Google looking into it. And I would be and now we have you know Google Play Pass as well. So they are obviously looking into gaming and how they can tap into that market. I mean Google Google Play Pass is kind of far from an investment in into game the gaming industry because these are all titles that already exist. It's not like Apple Arcade where they're creating new content. No, but what what and, I'm saying is like if if you were to bring up gaming, like just gaming alone, what is Google doing for the like gaming? As far like how are they looking into gaming? Yeah, Play Pass. And they have like tons of games in the App Store and they have Stadia. Like it's not it's definitely not like oh my god, like Google is a gaming company or uh like no, no. But isn't this the statement that they're making with with the launch of, t- of Stadia? Yeah, now. It's like they're trying to enter a race that's already in progress. They're trying to enter it from off-road. You know, they come in with these systems that already know what they're doing. They're running these games at the frame rates that we want to see them at. You can get a PC. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. The, Don't you fucking They're running the frame rates at the... Uh, the capacity yeah, that carefully. we expect out of the consoles that we nah, have. Nah, strongly <laughs> disagree. Um, 30 but, FPS from a PlayStation 4 Pro. Get the well, fuck what, out of Yeah, here. but what can your, what, what's your what's your frame rate going to be in your Chrome browser, though? But yeah, that's what they're saying. Whenever you bring yeah. up latency, that's, that's when you get your real gamers coming out. I mean, 
We talked about this either last week or the week before. It's a reoccurring thing, how Nintendo is so successful, regardless of the quality of video image. And <laughs> I mean, I'll play Mario on a 64-bit Mario game still. You know, I'll pull that out. doesn't matter. But if Google had entered this gaming market claiming that, that'd be fine. You know, say, hey, we don't expect it to have great graphics. We just want you to have fun. We just want you to have Doom Eternal, this crazy, super involved and complex game, and we want you to be able to play it on your on your Chrome browser. Right, that's what like, we're that's, reporting on. That's a crazy, like that's an insane claim. I yeah, think. isn't that's, like doesn't that make this like all the more interesting? It makes it interesting, but you know, the Hurricane Katrina disaster was super interesting. Debatable. Does that mean that it's amazing? I don't know. I don't amazing. want it to happen again. Exactly. Oh man. No, but I mean, New Orleans flooded. We live in a bowl. Sorry. Yeah. But, Don't live in a bowl. Yeah, I mean, because that. I mean, we'll see. Like again, like we have no. There's no metrics on this on terms of stress testing, and and server and server issues. Their claim oh, right. is uh, that their negative latency is going to predict. Yeah. yeah oh we, God. Negative I saw latency. That, and then oh, come on, Jesus man. Fuck. Like. Doesn't that show you how out of touch they already are? Oh, yeah. They're going to build a are. buffer of predicted latency. No, it's, you are going to lag, sense. but on purpose. What? And you're going to have negative lag because it's going to know that you are that you want to jump. Yeah. We put your lag in a rock. spot we wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that, again, like, you know, this is all this stuff, like, is kind of crazy and super far-fetched. And they got to worry about the small things first. They got to worry about the average download speeds in in the United States. Right. You know, like. Well, and upload like speeds. Ha- like, it's not just download speeds, when yeah. it comes to streaming. You also have to worry about upload. Right. Um, and the developers, the developers don't build their games for a new, it's not a system, but a new service that pops out. That's why certain games just look better on certain systems. Yeah. I mean, like. You, like they show like the recommended like you for 4k uh you know you need at least 35 down 10 up yeah but that doesn't take into account like traffic on your network and right 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 like these you know, are like, like ideal not, connections not, like ideal yeah, I mean, like, it, situations yeah i could have i could have 300 or 35 50 megabits per second download speed but if there's like 40 people on my network it's not gonna matter. I mean, right? we we lost you tonight, and uh, that wasn't too long. Yeah, and there's only two people living in this house, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, not to mention if you can synchronize it with any screen. You know, if I'm yeah. gonna play this on my Pixel, am God, I gonna the, the heat best, that thing up? <laughs> the best thing they probably could have done that that would have gotten me involved was would be to partner with the and this is horrible to even say, but to partner with the uh, the internet service providers and add this as a package. You know, man, I don't know. It wouldn't have I mean, surprised me because yeah, I wouldn't have surprised me either. I mean, Google has their own internet, like Google Fiber. I mean, I don't know Google what the Fiber. status of like pushing that to new cities is anymore. I'm pretty sure it's safe. Yeah. Style. Um, yeah. But as far as like, but God, dude, this is like, this is such a weird time to do something like this. Something that's, that's, uh, like super contingent on, on, uh, like people's, internet connection situations and we're in you know we're like almost in the middle of of a merger between sprint and t-mobile uh there's you know 
they're launching phones. Like, I don't know. Like, this could have been, like, if they released this maybe after uh, 5G Home was released by some pr providers, because that's kind of like the future, I think, it, that we're going into. This might have been perfect, you know? I mean, even 5G so isn't that great. Could, yeah, that too. Yeah, it's also, that's also variable, depending on where, where you live. But, and I mean, like, no, but what I'm saying, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, they're, like, our internet cable companies are still trying to figure out their identity too, especially in this world where, where we're, there's going to be streaming services and people might not get by cable anymore. Like they could just like, I think at some point Comcast was charging more money for people who just want internet and no cable. You're right. They are like you get, like if you have a home, um, like a home phone, like a house phone, like you get like money deducted off your bill. You're absolutely like, right. Who the who the hell so needs a house phone these days? Like no yeah. one, no no one. Yeah. Like my parents have one because that's the exact situation they're in. Like it deducts money from their bill to have an extra device. That makes no sense. But again, it's like another way to like keep customers. But like also with my parents and many people living in America, like you don't really have a choice in some cases of who your provider is. Um, like a lot of, like my parents have one choice and it's satellite yeah. and it is terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what do we, what do we do about those guys, Google? Yeah. And like, that was, that was one of the questions that was posed in the interview and it, it was like straight up they were like, Hey, look, like, what do you think about internet in America? Like, are they ready for this? And, uh, they were like, yeah, like for the most part, yeah, like I think they can establish enough of a customer base to keep going. Um, and I think more and more companies and and cities are starting to move to at least broadband. Um, like I know a lot of cities, my city uh, has fiber internet through our electric company. Um, where my parents live, the city has now mandated to get broadband put in to the entire city for any internet company that's going to operate there. So what it seems like is that cities in America are now starting to stand up to ISPs and be like, Hey, look, if you're going to do business here, like this, this 10 down one up shit ain't going to fly anymore, man. Like you need to fix it. And yeah. you know, maybe, maybe Google is looking at this as a, a stepping stone. Like, what do we see five years into the future, 10 years into the future? Mm. Uh, do we see more and more people? And yeah, logic would dictate that, yes, as time progresses, so does technology advancements. Uh, and so the better the tech, the better the speeds, the more people are going to be looking to game on the go. So by looking at it from that standpoint, I say that Google is definitely playing the long game. They're not they're not in this for like the short term, hey, we've reinvented the wheel. It's more or less, hey, we're gonna do this and we're just gonna continue making improvements to this. Google Play Pass, yeah, what the fuck ever. We don't really give a shit. But this this is where we're putting our money. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean only time will tell, I we'll suppose. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm hopeful because that this is something that I could get behind. Uh, 
you know, especially if I'm traveling for work a lot, which happens sometimes. But I don't know. We'll see. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think that if either of you haven't realized this yet, if we continue on our same episodic schedule, then our 13th episode will be on the 29th of October, which is the week of Halloween. So our lucky number 13 will be on the week of Halloween. So I want everybody, including any listeners out there, (laughs) send us feedback on what episode 13 should be about. That's two episodes away. Something spooky, something scary. I don't know. This will never happen again. Spoopy. The spoopy episode. Yeah, it'll be the 29th of October, episode 13. That's uh, that's great. Wait, are you guys dressing up for Halloween? Only for the podcast. Uh, I was going to. What are you dressing as? But I want to know. Come on. I was going to be Cyborg from Doom Patrol, not the bad Cyborg from Justice League. Well, uh, Jesse, what are you going as? Go I'm going to be Joaquin it. Phoenix getting ready to play the Joker, but not <laughs> actually in the movie. Wait, what does that look like? Just how I look normally. <laughs> Maybe with a wig. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to lose weight and be real stressed out. That sounds like fun. Yeah. You can, you're going to wear lipstick and uh, no, give your mom ready, a bath? But not actually preparing. But yeah, I'm going to give your mom a bath, right? Yeah. I mean, like the one I normally give. <laughs> Wait, what What do you normally do what? give? What? Do what? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, it's my dad's birthday today. Happy birthday out there, father. Wait, whose birthday? Happy birthday. Happy my father. Birthday, oh. dad. Happy birthday, dad. Okay, bye. See you guys.